Fender Collision Cast, Fender Bender's official podcast, helping collision repair shop owners make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Steve Bauer, editor for Fender Bender, and with me today is Shane Olas, owner of Mako Rockwall in Rockwall, Texas. Today, Shane and I will discuss some of the strategies that he's used in his business to retain and motivate his workforce during a time when labor shortages have really been abound pretty much everywhere. So welcome, Shane. I appreciate you talking with us today. Yeah, thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to be on the call today. Awesome. Well, let's dive right into it. Um, I uh, got a hold. I, I I learned about you via uh, awesome. Um, it was a, a press release uh, through Mako. And I, I read that this is a gentleman who thrived during a labor shortage and, and other issues when many shop owners are struggling. And I was hoping that, you know, you might be able to take some time out and, you know, kind of elaborate on some of the things that, that were in that press release for me. Yeah, no problem. All right. Uh, where well, would you like to start? Well, let's start with this question. So I know in, in the press release you state something to the effect of behavior in your professional life must always align with your values in your personal life. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for me, what that means to you? Yeah, this this one I believe is really important. And I think as business owners or business leaders or as consumers, I believe everybody has probably run into a time where they maybe like a restaurant's a great example of this where I think you can see it commonly. Let's say the general manager of the restaurant, there's uh, say an issue with something. And so the general manager comes over and says, hey, they're very nice, they're very friendly. And they help the customer out, they help you out, and then they run to the back and they just turn into Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, different persona, and then they start yelling at their people. Mm. And they start degrading their, their people and their staff. Sure. And so that's the example of, you know, if you're going to be the person you are down to the core is who your brand is going to be over the long run. And you may be able, you know, there's people that may be able to pretend there's something at work and then, you know, go home and the proverbial go home and kick the dog. Well, right. that's always going to come back and bite you. Yeah. And so I think that it's very important to be your true self. And I, sound, I know that sounds kind of wishy-washy and hokey, but it's true. Like if you, I just believe that a person should be in a business, in a position to where they can be their true self. Um, now, not the self, especially today's time when you have all these frustrations, all these variables coming at you that you can't, can't control and, you know, try to control that emotion and be your true self. Right. And if you're that way at work and you're that way at home, you're a happier person. Your team believes in you. And the team is going to see you for your true self and you're going to you're going to uh, gravitate and you're going to pull the people that align with your values and who you are much easier than if you're trying to pretend you're somebody that you're not. Understood. And is that something that you've seen rub off on your own employees? I mean, maybe you haven't outright, outright, outright told them, hey, you know, you should have a balance. But, I mean, do they see how you are and be like, you know what? He's pretty cool, calm, professional, you know, all the time. Maybe that's the way I should operate as well. I mean, have you seen that rub off a little bit? Uh, absolutely. But I will tell you that I'm – not always cool, calm, and professional. <laughs> and, and I do my best, but there's times where I'm human and I make mistakes. And 
Um, and even again, back to your true nature, um, it's okay to, to get heated. It's okay to have passion. It's okay. I, I think that, and I tell my teams, look, crimes of passion are easily forgiven. If your heart's in the right place and your you intent your intent is good and you intended the right things, but you make a mistake, okay, no big deal. It's a family, and I tell my guys and, and ladies that work for me, like, I see this as a family, and sometimes family is going to disagree. Sometimes family's going to yell and scream at each other. Sure. But you you come back and you hug it out. And you go, you know what? I said some stuff I shouldn't. I was pretty frustrated. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you make up and you move on, and you're you're a tight knit family. No, I, so having that passion come out is not necessarily, I think it's actually healthy uh, to show people that you are human and to show people that it's okay to get fired up if you're if you're trying to do the right thing and if somebody's not living up to their side of the bargain. Because um, if we're in this together, then we need to hold each other accountable together. Yeah, especially if, you know, as one human to another, if you're looking at someone and you're like, wow, they are like, like you said, you're not always Mr. Cool, Calm, Eclectic. Well, nobody is, really. I mean, we all have issues and... Like you said, it's just an expectation of how you manage them and, and in the right place in the right time. So, no, great great answer. I appreciate that. Now, I, I'm going to circle back to some of these, you know, the values. I think they tie in really well to some of the things that you've been doing for your employees. Um, but something that really struck me, and it's I, you don't hear it very often, so it's, it was a question I had near the top of my list when I read your your press release, was that, you really point out what you think is important as far as participating in local organizations like the Chamber of Commerce and the Rotary Club. Now, first, let me ask you this. When did you, I'm not going to say the light bulb went off, but when did you, you know, say to yourself, wow, I really need to actually be, because you make a point in your press release. You're like, it's not just going to them and sitting in the back and being a wallflower. It's going to them and shaking hands and making connections. And like you said in your, your piece, you know, to, you know, you actually get to meet other leaders and they can help you out not only in leadership tactics, but maybe even possibly find more talent for you. I mean, give me, I mean, can you give me just a background on how that all came to be for you? Yeah. So before I opened, uh, my Mako franchise, and it was a ground-up build. But before that, I was over 20 years in the technology business, okay. semiconductors, hardware, software, so not automotive repair. And within those, uh, within that industry, I had many different roles, but most of them were all sales, marketing, and sales leadership uh, related. And so when I, I think just naturally, I am a sales guy. Like I am a believer in the potential of people. I want my teams to grow to be the best they can be, and I want my community and whatever I'm involved in, I want to contribute to it so that we can elevate to be the best that we can be. And when, but I was never involved with Chamber of Commerce when I was in the tech business. It was more business to business kind of sure. things. And it, the reason I got, so I think the mentality was there, but I honestly never considered it. Until, well, I didn't. I knew I needed to get involved in the community because I was opening up a brand new business. Um, we, I didn't have. Any, I, I don't live in the community that I have the shop in. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make that happen, but for right now, right. I don't live in the community. So I'm an unknown person with an unknown business, and none of it is proven to anybody. So naturally, I said I got to get out there and sell, and I got to get out there not selling my business. I have to get out there and show people who I am. And first, I need to have them 
know and trust me and then know my business. And if they trust me, then they'll give me, they'll take a risk and try to give me an opportunity to show them what my business can do and then hopefully develop trust with them to where they become repeat customers and we become a known entity in the marketplace. Sure. So the reason I got specifically in the Chamber of Commerce and the Rotary Club was through some coaching of a, a friend of mine that lives in the area. And he uh, is a very successful entrepreneur as well as um, uh, um, I would say public figure. And he said, I said, man, what is, you know, what is it, what is it going to be to get, how do I get successful uh, quickly in the community? He said, Shane, join the Chamber of Commerce and join this noon Rotary Club. Yeah. And he said, you will be, you will know, you will meet everybody you need to know. And they're very important organizations here that you can establish your brand, hopefully very quickly. I said, all right. Well, I, I did that pretty much right away. And also it goes back to your second question of you can't just show up. And I see this because now I'm on the, uh, the board of directors, the executive committee, actually, for the uh, board of directors of the Chamber of Commerce. And I'm on the board for the Rotary Club. Okay. And that's just within a call it a two and a half year time frame. Mm. And I see people that they sign up and they, especially the Chamber of Commerce, they sign up and they expect business to just come to them. And well, nobody's going to trust your business until they trust you. Right. So, and then with the Rotary as well, I, I see people that sign up and they barely come to meetings and things like that. And they're not connected with the other people in there. So they're not building that, that trust. They're not building good relationships with people. And that's where it falls down. So I believe if you do sign up for something, you, you are going to get out what you put in. So the more you put in, the more you're going to get out personally and professionally. Right. And that's, kind of ties into your third part of that question, which is I love that I joined these organizations so that I could get known and then my business could get known, but also because I am a contributor and I wanted to give back as if I'm going to be in this community and these people are going to be my customers, they're giving to me. So how can I give back? And that's where I joined leadership positions within them. And that helped grow my business. Yes. But it is, I would think, even more importantly, helped grow my personal network of business leaders and um, senior leaders that when I have a bad day, I can call these people and sometimes commiserate, but also get feedback and coaching. And sometimes it's taught, it's like an owner's group, right? For, for sure. a lot of body shops may be involved in a 20 group or something. Well. Who do, you, who do you rely on to get advice from? Who do you rely on to get emotional support from? And that's not a bad thing either. When you have a tough day, a tough week, and all the things, it's just like you feel like you keep getting kicked in the gut. And sometimes it's very healthy to call one of these other small business owners or a, a senior leader at a large corporation and say, dude, I'm struggling. Right. And, I, you know, help. here's what's going through. Help me break it down. And then you'll just get that tension relief and get some logic to apply to your emotion and then find a game plan out of it. So the, it's like your emotional support buddy. Yeah. No, I, I, I really, like I told you, it, it's, it stuck out to me because I don't hear that very often. And I know, you know, in, in past businesses I've been in, you know, it's, it, it's the who's who, especially if you're in a smaller community, you know, yeah. pretty much every business owner, you know, who wants to, like you said, 
you know, be a part of that community um, is is a part of one of those clubs. And I love the fact that, you know, not only do you want to be a part of it, but you want to give back. And I think if anything, that'll show your true colors to, to the, the people who you, you work around. And so anyway, uh, I just think that that was a great point. Thank you for sharing that with me. Well, there's another, you know, and I didn't yeah. think about this one until now, but there's another point on that, which is you always want to surround yourself with people that are going to make you better. Sure. You always want to surround yourself with people that are going to challenge you and get you to think uh, bigger, greater. And then there, there's a, also a saying that you're a product of the five or ten closest people to you. And, I, and I'm a very firm believer in that. So I think I try to surround myself with positive influences. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to give me some, some tough coaching sometimes. Sure. But I want to be surrounded by people that are the good ones. Not you know, I want the positive people that are making life and the world happen. Right. And that's who I want to surround myself because that will also elevate me. Awesome. That's great. Um so the last set of questions I have for you, and actually I can roll this into one question. So um, you know, you have thrived I don't know if you would say you've thrived, but you during a very tough time where a lot of businesses were going in the wrong direction, it sounds like you guys not only were you able to retain a lot of your employees, but they were able to thrive. And I noticed you had five examples um, of what you did. And I'll just read them off for our listening audience. They're lead by example, communication, uh, team, well-being, and a culture of fun. Um, and this one I want to elaborate on more. Hire the person, not the resume, because that's, that's something a lot of people have problems getting over. And then finally, good good pay and opportunities for advancement. So let me circle back to the hire the person, not the resume. Where where did that come from? So that's from uh, that's from my previous career okay. in the tech business, and so uh, I came up with this moniker, if you will, called Cash, and it's K A S H. It's knowledge, attitude skill and hard work wow love it and what that means is and that's how i try to evaluate myself and that's how i evaluate people that i'm looking to hire um and because i think of those four things i think you can teach knowledge which is the ability to learn you can teach skill which is just practice 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 until you get it right right but i don't believe you can teach a positive winning attitude nor can you teach work ethic. Right. And so when I look at, when I evaluate candidates, I look at who has a positive winning attitude and who has a hard work ethic, because if they have those two things, they will put in the time to learn the knowledge and they will get it right. Excellent. Uh, another thing that, that stuck out to me in the press release was one uh, you spoke of leading by example. And one of the examples you used was, you know, I, it's OK for my employees to see me taking out the garbage, even though that's not my role. And I, to me, I, I think that speaks to strong leadership is and that's where it's not where you're giving these rah-rah speeches but you're just showing them that no one person is above anyone else. If you could take out the garbage, so can anyone else. And I speak, you know, I mean, can you talk a little bit about that and, you know, how that leads to um, your leadership style and, and how you go about treating your employees? 
Well, it's exactly that. It's I'm, I don't believe you should ever. And I, I grew up on a, in a small town, raising cattle. We had a small, little, very small insurance and real estate business in this town. And um, I grew up with the perspective of don't ever ask somebody to do something you wouldn't do yourself. Yeah. And I did that in the tech business, and I do that here. I'll I'll sand cars. I'll mask cars. You don't want me in a paint booth painting. But, you know, I'll support the painter. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll take out the trash. I, I jump up and down on the dumpster. And any, anybody, anytime somebody says they can't do something, that's a great example for, for me to so well, I, look, I have zero experience, but let's go figure this out together. Yeah. Or sometimes if I get frustrated, well, that, that can't happen. Like, go oh, really watch this. And right. you know what? I'm the least skilled person here. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't give me that bowl. I love I, I love that. And then I think that kind of rolls into when you're showing leadership by example, I think that's a good time to communicate with your employees, right? And to let them know, I mean, that and say, I'm here for you. I, I'm not just your boss, but, you know, I'm I, I'm your coworker. You know, if I fail, you fail and, and vice versa. So I, I think that kind of goes into your communication where you got to keep the lines of communication open. You don't want ever – to have an employee be afraid to approach you, right? That's the last thing you want. And they and they get scared when it's the boss, and especially some of the younger folks. They just get nervous. Thinking, and, and a lot of you know, there's a lot of bad leaders out there. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good leaders, but there's some bad ones. And it's kind of like anything where the few bad give the rest a bad reputation or a bad name. So you get an employee that's just had a just a turd to work for, right? And beat down culture, beat down philosophy and and they get these walls put up so they get real nervous about approaching the boss yeah and i try to be very approachable but communication is also the one-on-one but it's it's also the communication to the team here's what our goals are here's what we're trying to accomplish here's my expectation of you and in the body shop business that's very very difficult sometimes because each car is unique and one week you're you're busier and you know what to do with and you get them all out and then the next week like, oh, dang, we need we need five more cars in here pretty quick. Right. So there's a lot of, hey, I know this is your role, but can you go help out over here to get us through this? Like, we got this plug and sanding. Can you get sanding out, right? Sure. So, but have, I think it's important to communicate, here's what we're trying to accomplish. Here's your role within that team. From time to time, I'm going to ask you to do stuff that's outside of that main role, and I hope that you're willing to do it because that's what we need. That's great. And I, and I think that ties in probably to my last question for you, and that's where – I can combine these because, you know, team well-being. Now, first of all, that's that's I mean, how important is it to you to ensure that, you know, your employees have a work life balance where if there's something going on in their personal lives, you know, you may say, hey, or you see them there on the weekends. It's like, hey, take a step away from the shop. You know, this isn't, you know, your life and death. You have other things going on. I mean, do you do you see that often in your business? I do. I, I try to. I'm the I'm the worst at this. <laughs> so, Usually the leaders I, are. Yes, I am the leading. I'm leading by example the wrong way on this one. But as a small <laughs> business owner, you live it. Yeah. And any business owner that's listening right now knows exactly what I'm talking about. Is we we're in, we started our fourth year in business in January, and mm. we're still in the new everything. Tons of mistakes. Figuring it out. Tons of mistakes on my part. Right. right. Just learning a new industry. And so I I have to overcome. I don't think I've ever been the most talented at anything. I, I was pretty successful athlete. I was pretty successful in 
a lot of things in the tech business and stuff, but I don't think I was ever, I'm ever the most naturally gifted. I think I've just outworked everybody else. Right. And so that mentality, I put in a lot of hours here, but I did it in my other careers too. So, you know, I, I think the, the guys see that and go, man, that dude's working his butt off. And I think for a lot of people, that's going to make them want to work. If the boss is working hard, it's going to make them work hard. Right. But I do try to tell them to give them a better work-life balance and uh, have some set hours for them so that they can get home. Good. And we're always trying to improve that. Yeah, and I see, you know, one of the things that you do, I mean, uh, you take your 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 workers out um, to different events. I mean, you've got I mean, some of the, the some of the basic elements you know, let, let them know that, you know, you, you know, not that you are, that you are a family in, in particular where you spend most of your, your working or your, your waking hours together. So to be able to take them, you know, get them tickets to a local baseball game or maybe have a barbecue, but at the same time, you know, make sure that they're paid and they understand, you know, you know, why they're being paid what they are and they're okay with it. And then for me, the last thing I noticed, um, and I think this is probably most important for probably your younger staffers, is that they know that there's an opportunity to advance. They aren't going to be stuck in a dead end position with nowhere to go. I mean, if you and if you just can elaborate on those last few points, that'd be great. Yeah, the, and what I've learned, I'm always one that wants to try to improve and grow. And there's a whole set of people out there though that they're good. Like they're, they're good in their thing. They don't really want to go do anything else. And they're just power players for that position. And so the, the, one of the challenges I've had is realizing that, you know what, this person, they only want to do this job. They do it really well. They never want to do anything else. And so their path is going to be maybe how do I improve them in that, that role, not sure. necessarily try to grow them into another role. Yep. And, but the other folks, especially the younger people, I first step is sitting down with them and trying to figure out, do they even know what they want to do? Right. And if they do, then let's set a path up. If they don't, let's help them to determine a path that they want to do. So giving them the experiences, um, and the good pay I think is just out of control right now. Yeah. Like there's, you're, you're always going to have somebody that can go pay more sure. uh, to somebody else and yep. the grass is always greener. So in today's world with the wage inflation increasing like it is, it's, it's just ludicrous. And so they can all go get paid more somewhere else. Right. So how do we keep them here and try to retain them long term? And I think that goes back to the culture of the company. Yeah. If we have a positive, uplifting culture and people like who they work with, they're going to like what they do and they're going to show up every day and, and have fun doing it. The quality is going to be better. Well, um, that- so I think all these points are very valid, but I'll, I'll just be real transparent with you on um, a couple of weeks ago through, through December, through the first part of January, uh, we were just getting kicked in the teeth left and right. COVID shutdowns, oh, ice yeah. storms, just, and I, oh my gosh, my frustration was through the roof. And I, and I had become like this person that I, w- I would say very few of these things were actually happening right? because of me. And I sat down with my whole team for two hours on our, we do a team meeting every day at eight o'clock and go over the schedule, go over the cars and all that stuff. Well, this team meeting, I just said, guys, I pulled up a chair and sat right in front of the big whiteboard that we do our team meeting. And I said, look, I want to apologize. Mm. And I want to apologize for 
the person that I've been probably the last two months uh, is not who I want to be. It's not who I traditionally am. And I've affected the, the mood in the whole office and the whole shop. And right. it's all because of me. Right. Well, you know, that, that was just a little like a slap in the face. I go, how did I let all these frustrations and all these things, how did I let that overwhelm me and overtake me and become this person that for the last 15 minutes we've been saying, you don't, I don't want to be. Right, exactly. But I, you know what that is, though, in my opinion, uh, Shane, I think that's that's called, you know, and I, I believe in this, and that's called organic culture growth. You know, you're not just throwing barbecues and then, like you said, you know, you've had a couple, you know, rough months and you're you're not being who the person who they may have seen in the past. But you, to be able to sit down and again, that goes to communication, let them know what's going on. And you know what? I bet you that went a, a million miles as far as their, you know, their appreciation for you and their appreciation for your leadership. So. I, I don't think at all, you know, as an employee myself, you, you'd like to see that from your leaders. You know, you want, them, you want them to be able to tell you what's going on and why have things changed. And I think that's fantastic uh, that you, you did that because I bet you it went a long way with a lot of your employees. Yeah, I think, I think it did, and I think it was very necessary. Well, they, you've all, you know, we always hear people don't leave jobs, they leave bosses. Right, exactly. And... It's, but And that's where your emotional support comes in, where you need some people that you can lean on because being that example is exhausting. Right. Being on all the time is exhausting. Right. And you need somebody to sometime when you're when you're getting just depleted, you need you need that emotional that team around you outside of your work. You need those other business leaders, those other friends, those coaches that you have to lift you up and remind you, hey. Business ownership is is tough, right? And keep your head up and do it because it can be very rewarding. Right. Um, but brother, it gets it gets hard sometimes, and <laughs> no one's gonna understand that unless it's the owner. Well, I and I think everyone who's listening to the two of us today probably um, can definitely relate in one way or another. So. Um, Shane, again, I just want to, first of all, I want to congratulate you on the success you've had with your business at Rockwell. And, uh, I, I wish you continued success. It seems like you have a great strategy, uh, a great plan moving forward. Um, again, I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, I'm Steve Bauer and this is Collision Cast and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.